All right, now we're live. So this is successfully chaotic behind the scenes. I'm sitting in my office. We actually started to talk before we got on here. Um, and I was like, you know what, let's hold that off. Let's go ahead and talk about this, um, you know, live because we may as well do all those things. So I was saying I'm sitting in my office with no shame. I guess I've got a little shame or I wouldn't even have felt the need to bring it up. But, you know, whatever. Um, I'm sitting in my office instead of in my studio because that chair over there started to really kill me. And I'm going to be upfront and honest. Like I spent a lot of money on chiropractic care that I don't need to be jacking that shit up all the time. So it's got to the point where it was like, it was killing me. My hips, I've got some degenerative disc issues from where I used to do MMA. Plus I've given birth to seven children. So that did not help any of the things, yeah, but I, I think the seven kids <laughs> may have pushed things over. Yeah, MMA is fine, you know, like so, breaking yeah. your body, but no, it's the, it's, it's the it, seven kids. I think it was, it was all of it together. I think I just, I beat my body to death. Um, literally. So anyway, I, I've been sitting over there the, one of the last couple of weeks and it's just been killing me. Like, I can't even think, you know, how you like are in so much pain. It's like your brain is yeah, just yeah, like, your brain's mm. like, we're just going to deal with yeah. handling the pain. Exactly. Anything else? <laughs> yeah. You're on your own. So I've gone over there a few times and I was over there once yesterday and then I did something else and I came back over here and I'm like, I need to get a new chair over there. But here's the problem. It's counter height. The way that I, my desk is, it's a higher desk. Um, so it's like counter height. So I need like a counter height, like stool. Well, the one I have, I thought would be comfortable, um, but it's so not. It's just not. Maybe a so. bar stool. No, nah, bar, st bar stools aren't good for that. Uh, I have a gamer chair. Like, so for most of my podcasts, I stand because it's 45 minutes and like most of my life I'm, I'm sitting on my butt. Yeah. So I think I can survive 45 minutes standing. So I have the standing desk that just raises and lowers. So I raise it to the height, flip on my lights, and then I just, I do my normal talk and I'm standing. But when I'm guesting, it's like, nah, too yeah. lazy. I'm going to sit down, got my gamer chair, you know, it's comfy. Gamers sit on their ass all day. So like it. We're allowed to talk, use that language, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, I, say, okay. I say ass. Like, I've not gotten okay. trouble for it yet. So the way that I go about things is if somebody hasn't said don't do that, then Then no do rules. it. Yeah, I, like that. Like, I like those rules. It's like, yeah, so it's like if somebody says, like, oh, okay, well, I didn't know. Nobody ever told me. So that, then I know, you know, whatever. Yeah. But until then, um, ass is a real word. It's fine. I was raised Southern Baptist, and um, ass is also in the Bible. So there's that. There we go. So... Um, <laughs> If it's in the Bible, it's okay to say in real life. That's I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's just that I, I used to get in trouble for saying that, though. I'd be like, well, it's in the Bible. That's not how they use it, Maria. Well, how do you know how I'm using it? I was always yeah. a smart-ass child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> My parents hated me because I was that child as well. I think a lot of entrepreneurs are the smart-ass because they look for the easy way out, but they right? know it's more work. Yeah, because you're gonna end up in trouble, but it's so worth it because that challenge, that just that tweak of a challenge, like you said, you were in MMA. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's a little challenging, you know, getting punched in the face, kicked in the guts, you know. Yeah. So, you know, like you like that challenge. I think that's what an entrepreneur is. They just love challenge. Most entrepreneurs are adrenaline junkies. Like maybe not so much. Like it's it's funny because I always jokingly say that you know intelligent people don't like getting punched in the face a whole lot. And you know there's some people that have argued with me on that, but I'm standing by it. Like I didn't do a whole lot of fighting. I ended up switching over to training because I was like I don't like this. Like I don't want to be hit. In <laughs> I like this pretty. This is my money maker. I can't <laughs> lose this. Like, whatever. I was like, no. I was like I don't like that. It was just like it, it honestly. And, and this is something that actually helped me when I was training people is that I would get angry when I got hit in the face, I would get angry. Well, partially because my dad gave me these freaking like Neanderthal brow bones. So my eyes would split instantly. You can't see it because I like color it in. But I have so many scars on my eyebrows that like I don't have full eyebrows on this eye, especially But it wouldn't even be like a major hit. It'd be like just a, a stray elbow or knee. Yeah. It'd just be like pop and then it would be called. So it's like, I would get so angry when somebody would hit me in the face. Cause you know, people that don't know anything about that, it's like you train and train and train and train to get to this mm -hmm. point. I never did anything big. It, I'm old. So this was like before it got super popular. And honestly, I, I think the UFC, you're an OG. It, I was, OG. I was OG. Nice. so it was kind of like, it was kind of like back barroom alley fight stuff. Yeah, yeah. The, good stuff the, the real <laughs> MMA, the ones that people are like, you know, back in yeah. my day, like, you know, 80 year olds, like we had to rock up school. You know, exactly. you, you can do that that's, now with MMA. That's the, that's the stories that I had, but yeah, I mean, it's kind of one of those things that, and then I, um, I was a personal trainer at the time um, too. So, I mean, I, I had kind of like both angles, you know, going on, um, but hustling, hustling, hustling. It's, you know what I, I, and I say this on a regular basis, 
a lot of entrepreneurs also are here on a regular basis. It's like you have all the ideas, right? Like all the ideas. And you if most of them are that are like me, which I feel like almost everybody I've talked to that's an entrepreneur is like this, you get bored. So it's like, I want to try this. This sounds amazing. So you get mm-hmm. to, and it's like, then it's when you get to the point of doing the same thing every Daily, day, like, okay, I'm done. like, all right, what's next, you know? And so I commonly use the phrase, I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. So I've kind of just tried to do different things. And that is so me. Um, I've always been a jumper, again, a drill and junkie. It's like, ooh, that sounds fun. Let's try that. Ooh, let's try that. I am older now. I have fallen on my face like a whole lot. So I am a hesitant jumper now because I know how that that hurts sometimes when you're like, mm. oh, let's do it. It's like, you know, it's not always a good thing. But um, so, I mean, I know you are very much involved in the entrepreneurship world. You're very mm. much involved with entrepreneurs. Have you had kind of the didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up kind of Jesus. life as well? <laughs> When I was younger, I went from being wanting to be a police officer to a detective to a scientist to a lawyer to um, probably a doctor. I, I know there was an astronaut. Like, I still have. So my secret dream is to be, stand on the bridge of a starship. Like, that's like I, I was promised as a child starships, okay, when I was older. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to see, like... I just want to get into space. Like that's, that's the ultimate goal for me. Like if I hit space, I don't care if it's just like, you know, arcing over. If I get the, if I'm like, I can say I've been in space, I'll die happy. Like I can like jump out of a plane crash, you know, whatever. Um, like if I die, that's fine. As long as, as I long as my there. ass has been in space, you know, <laughs> that's all. So you know, like that, <laughs> I can so see I, that. I can see that. Like so, like with Elon Musk with the uh, the SpaceX making it more like affordable to launch into space, I'm like, my dream's coming closer. <laughs> like I'm secretly like, yay! Like a little child on Christmas, you know. So, but yeah, my whole life I have no idea what I wanted to do. Like I'm good at sales, but then we are all yes, yes, Zach. We're technically all in space, <laughs> but I want to be in space, space. You know, out, off of planet space. Earth, outer space. You outer know, the moon space. and that. Go to another planet. But yeah, no, my whole life I didn't know what. My dad was a salesman in insurance, and he had like half uh, the secure job. You know, with a salary, and then he went on to commissions. And it's like I I lived through that, so that was hesitant. You know, my jump into going to a sales role is like. Eah! Yeah. But now that I've been working for a financial institution, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I can't work for someone else. I see so many inefficiencies and it annoys me because like I value my time because that's the only thing that I can't get back. Yeah. Time is f- finite. So like when I have to do the same thing over and over and over again, it's like, no, man, I'm wasting my time. That's money out the window that I could be, you know helping create a podcast, helping someone, you know, with their business, like just giving them the ideas. Cause I, my brain never stopped. So it was shooting out ideas all the time. And like, I don't really care if I make money out of it. If you make money out of it, great. Cause you can take that and I can go, I gave him that idea or her or them, that person, the idea. So that's, that's what I love. I love helping people more than anything. I'm the same way. I mean, money's great and we all have bills and we all, especially if you have businesses, you've got like all the bills, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, that's the thing at the end of the day, it's more about looking at something that like, I did that. Mm -hmm. I did that. And I I mean, I totally agree with you. I've never had the fascination with space. Um, My son does. My son is like, it's funny. He's 11. um, And he's, he's actually on the spectrum. And I don't know if you know much about autistic children, but Mm -hmm. people in general. Go ahead. Uh, my my god sister's daughter's uh, non. Okay, okay. Well, he my son is verbal. Th- thankfully, he's able to communicate verbally. That took some work, but he is. But he gets very fixated on all the things, and space just happened to be one that he got fixated on. So he can tell you like all the things. Like he can tell you like this planet is this big and it's this many miles from this and he he's like a walking space encyclopedia and he'll just randomly quote out the stuff hey mom did you know like nope didn't know that didn't know that (laughs) and he'll be like how do you get to be that old and you don't know these things I don't know, but here I am. Trust me, there's a lot of shit I don't know about. <laughs> exactly. It's just, it's it's funny. But yeah, he's always, so I mean, I do know little bits about it just because his you fascination. Walking, yeah, you have a walking <laughs> encyclopedia that's randomly yeah. sprouting out the yeah. fact. So. I don't remember them all, though. My brain's like, yeah, I don't need that. 
you know, yeah, but it's, it's, I think for an entrepreneur or for certain people, creative people, I find they, they, able, they're able to store knowledge to them. That's relevant and important, yes, yes. but to other people, it could be completely useless. Like for you, you probably know like all the things about the calisthenics and like the perfect workout for this type of body. But when it comes to movies, you can be like, I really don't care who that actor is. He's, I he's don't just know them. That's yeah, a you, very like, good example. But, but for me, I'm like, well, that is Ben Kingsley. He's an amazing actor. He's done yeah. this, 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 and this, you know? Yeah. So, because that's, and my parents will look at me like, where did you get that information? Wow. Just, I just don't know. So, yeah, I, I understand right. that. I think everybody has that, like, their passion. They're just a little heart that, they, as long as you have it, that's at your five year old child. Because everybody wants to be five. Five, I think, is oh, the yeah. perfect age. Because you get away with everything. You still got the cuteness factor. What movie is it where they say you're still protected by the cuteness factor? I don't remember what movie it was, but that's legit. We use that quote in our house all the time. I don't know the like names of a lot of the actors and actresses because honestly i've never cared but movie quotes is something we use on a regular basis in our house and we we quote a lot of shows like um, when you were talking about like random pieces of knowledge you don't need the rest of us you throw it out like entrepreneurs being that way i use that um one episode of spongebob do you remember the one episode of spongebob um, do you ever watch SpongeBob? Yeah, I, I, okay. I have a love well, of SpongeBob. Okay. I actually have some Christmas ornaments of SpongeBob. I'm like a giant <laughs> child. Like when it comes to children things, like for yeah. no reason, why is a 35 year old watching SpongeBob? Because it's fun, first yeah. of all. Exactly. It's, I love it. Like, I mean, we use that as one of the regular quotes in our house. There's certain shows like Friends, The Office, Schitt's Creek, and SpongeBob are like life quotes in our house. It's just how it is. So, but yeah, right. what hit my head whenever you were saying that was that one episode where they turned the Krusty Krab into the fancy restaurant and SpongeBob had to learn to be a fancy waiter. Do you remember that? And his brain, it showed like all these <laughs> filing systems. And I was like, we don't need that. And then it comes to the, the part where he's like asking his name. He's like, his name. We threw out his name. <laughs> it's like that is literally how I imagine the things going on in my brain sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because the things my brain says is like, why do you need that? But somehow my brain's like, yeah, we do. We need that, you know. <laughs> yeah, we weren't hoarders in the regular sense, you know. Like our yeah. houses are very organized. Our minds, like your show, we're successfully chaotic in our absolutely. minds. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, trying to organize my thought patterns, like it's the weirdest weirdest thing because like my mom will be talking to me and then i'll be like yeah but what about this and she's like how the hell <laughs> did we talk about cats and now we're on nuclear physics you know Look, there's a trail right <laughs> there's there's in my brain there's a trail somehow it connected yeah. don't ask me yeah you know, but yeah my mom knows not to ask that question. My dad's very ADHD as well. And all of us got that from him. So um, every time that we're, we're all super sarcastic and severely ADHD. And um, so really, if she brings it up, we're just like, you know what? You chose him. We didn't choose him. You chose him. <laughs> so that's how that went. You know, Zach yeah. was saying the Mandarin. I don't know if it was something you were saying that he said the Mandarin to. Oh, the space. I think uh, regarding the space, I think. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know. He said you got to get yourself a Dylan Terry, I, I guess I, that's his partner. What What is Dylan? What is, oh, he takes the crazy ideas. Takes the crazy ideas and makes them make sense. Well, oh, we I need like to that. find the Dylan. So I, I wonder, like, I, I mean, can you, we use that just like as a term now? Like now hiring a Dylan Terry. <laughs> yeah, we're hiring Dylan Terry. That's what we're doing. That's, yeah. that's a job title now. Boom, we just created a job Could title be. out of Could there. Be. Forget marketing expert. Pro, yeah. Forget like director of whatever. It is now just... Dylan that's Harry. branding that's but that's I branding. Like you it's need to good. brand it it's good that's a brand man ben kingsley. ben kingsley i don't know who that is who's ben kingsley he's an amazing actor oh see i told you i don't know things <laughs> have you okay have you seen iron man 3 no okay you're probably gonna okay. after this but i have not seen most of the like marvel type okay that's fine i can i can jump in on um did you ever see the gandhi movie i did see that ben kingsley played gandhi Ah, okay. There, <laughs> there we go. go. Boom. See, that's okay. how I work. I'm like, okay. I know more kids' movies and um, a bit back to having seven children. I can tell you like everything about like kids' movies or like the older movies. Like a lot of the ones that I watched was like back in the day, like Tommy Boy. I still quote Tommy Boy like oh, it was like new classic. today, but it is. But it's like I love Tommy Boy. Like I quote that all the time. But I seen Zach actually posted something about who's watching iCarly. How is that on the top ten? I was like, I'm watching iCarly. I actually like iCarly. <laughs> Look, I, I, so there's a there's a Canadian show called The Order 
on Netflix. It's about witches and werewolves or magic and werewolves. I think I've seen that advertised. It's okay. It's like sea level kind of acting and effects in that. And <laughs> congratulations on yeah. having the same birthday. Same birthday. Um, fun fact. Fun fact of the day. Um, but it's just so fun because they embrace the kind of cheese of it. And for me, that makes a great show. Like, I, I will find one thing to love about any movie. Thank you, Zach. Um, any movie, TV show. So, like, there is no bad movies. There is only bad audiences. That's how I look at it. I, f- I feel like I was a bad audience for Fight Club then. Because I was like, I got to the end of it. I was like, seriously? I was like, this is what everybody's hyping up. I was actually angry. It made me angry. I really don't know why that emotion came out, but it was anger. I, I can understand why <laughs> the movie is an angry movie, by the way. So the emotional response is right. I'm like, seriously, uh, seriously. I'm, I yell at my TVs. That's how oh, it, that happens. I'm a so. Canadian. Okay. So I'm a hockey fan and I, I love the MMA as well. So, uh, no, no, there's a great thing in Catwoman. It's called Harley Berry. <laughs> Holy smokes. Holy smokes. That's all I'm going to say. But I'm a, I'm a hockey fan and I watch yes, hockey. Yes, Zach. It does suck. Thank you. I knew I loved you. I just don't see the importance. I, I don't the see the importance. Social commentary it is making about consumerism. Or I, I guess not. Okay. No. But yeah. So like uh, yelling at TV, like my, my mom doesn't. We're not allowed to watch sports at my parents' place because my dad's like, I need peace and quiet. Can you stop yelling at the TV? It's not even my dad that's yelling at the TV. It's me and my mom and my brother. Um, <clears throat> he uh, he lives with paranoid schizophrenia. So he as well, like like when everything gets really loud, it, it bothers him. So we have to learn to, <laughs> to internalize our yelling at the TV whenever we're at my parents' place. So well, my boys are kind of angry. Yes, because we have no groove, okay? We have no groove. Look at how white I am. I burn in this. I'm pink, for God's sakes. That's why I'm angry. I look like meat that's just being grilled. I turn lobster. This is why I live in Canada. Like, we don't have sunlight for a reason. Oh, my God. I'm in Ohio, and it was the, the sun came out a little bit yesterday morning, and I was excited, but then it went away and started freaking snowing, or not snowing, but raining. And then today, the sun was out a little bit, but yeah, I... We had every season yesterday, okay? We had spring in the morning, so it was like, oh, the snow's melting, this is great. We got summer because the temperatures heated up. I was in my, like, spring jacket, like, and I was walking, I'm like, this was not a wise decision. It is colder than I thought. (laughs) And then as I'm walking home, it started raining, and I'm like, okay, here's fall, and then snowing again. I'm like, (laughs) what the hell is going on in one day? That's Welcome to Canada, where we have every season. That's how it is here, too. I don't know. Like, I'm terrible with, like, geography, and I don't know how I passed that in school, uh, but terrible with it. Like, I don't know, like, seasons, time zones. Again, that's one of the things that my brain decides we don't need to know those things. You can pay someone to figure that stuff out. Don't need to figure all that out, but I just know that the weather here sucks. But (laughs) I I grew up in Tennessee, which, I mean, it's there's still four seasons there, but I know where I grew up particularly – you know, our winter was more like fall. We had like a week of winter weather. <laughs> and then the rest it's of it was like, like 10 degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh, yeah. it's cold. I don't That's know if 10 degrees Fahrenheit is cold because 10 degrees Celsius for us is like, oh my God, it's a balmy 10 degrees. Huh? <laughs> Put the shorts on. We're going to the beach. Uh, <laughs> if you really want to see what life is like in Canada, watch Letter Kenny or Schitt's Creek pretty much. That's Canada. That's Canada in a nutshell. Well, that's that. That's what really. I mean, I like Schitt's Creek, so that makes me want to go there. My husband's got a fascination with Alaska for whatever freaking reason, um, like a fascination, like a complete fascination. He's always like, like to the point that I knew what his password reset was because it said, "What's your favorite?" Vacation well, thank you for spot? sharing that to everybody yeah. on the internet. No, no, it doesn't matter because I made him reset it because of this. Okay. So that's why I'm sharing it. But I knew what his password reset was because it's like, "What's your favorite vacation spot?" I'm like, seriously, that's what you picked because I make this joke all the time. And I told him, like, you got to change this crap. I said because I literally talk about the fact that for some reason your favorite spot is Alaska out of all the places in the world that you could vacation. Why Alaska? Because when I think Alaska, I don't think vacation. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't so, think vacation. Does your hubby like to fish? 
No, no, he is I'm not. Just... No, he's but he loves mountains. But I love that. I do love the mountains. But... Yeah, but that's what the Rockies are for. The Rockies exactly. are gorgeous. They're Thank they're safer you. too. You know, like they they have nice weather. Yeah. You know, you but don't have there's... to fly there. You know, like we're know. in the middle of nowhere. He's messed up. He's got a lot. Like he was special off to the military, and I think that he he's in a drill on junkie too. Okay, that's and right. I honestly think it's that. Like I think it's, it's the like wilderness. The survival. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. He's like, it is the only place that is the final yeah. frontier. Exactly. You're well, now I'm sharing land. every comment, Zach. He's he's critiquing me. Oh, you know, you can get in the backstage and you can handle the comments. How about that? I'll send you the link. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Um. Anyway, he he. I like to give him a hard time. He gives me a hard you time. Should <laughs> represent the. See, I'm showing this one too. Stop saying stuff if you don't want me to show it. Yeah, it's you're, you're bringing up great points, Zach. Be happy. Yeah. And an audience is hearing your words of wisdom <laughs> instead of all my words of wisdom, which haven't been many words of wisdom actually. You know what? You've get, you've given some great words of wisdom. You talked about entrepreneurship, and you know what? People are, I say this all the time, people are layered. We have different likes and dislikes. And, you know, I think a lot of times where a lot of business owners, in my opinion, fall short is they try to keep everything about business. You look at their social media and it looks like a freaking rolling ad of what they do. And I don't gravitate towards that. I like to know who are you as a person. Yeah, I like for me, I'm the same thing. I believe in the uh, Gary V jab jab hook idea where you just give value and you just put one small offer on. Like for my podcast, I I had I have two podcasts. I have the Feel Better Show and I have the Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I interview pod, uh, entrepreneurs in the digital world. And I learned from my first show asking everybody to subscribe to me on Instagram, subscribe Facebook, blah 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 blah. Leave like you're asking like a thousand things and. People are inherently lazy. I'm the laziest person in the world. If I can find someone to do the shit that I don't like to do, how much? Great. I just that's say, not lazy. I feel like that's smart. That's efficiency, you know. Exactly. But it's also laziness because people are like, well, you can do it yourself, <laughs> but I can pay someone else to do it for me. So like, yep. it's win. Everybody wins. I don't have to do it. Someone else does it. Yep. Um. So <clears throat> I found that just asking people to share my episode, and I've been getting more downloads. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't really care about like the social media right now. I just want to build it so that I can monetize my podcast or someone will pay me a lot of money to do that, that for their podcast. That's what I do. Like just uh, you bring value. Like I share like as much as I can about other entrepreneurs because like, I don't know if I'm going to share something that may work for you. Cause I know that Facebook prioritizes their algorithm on likes and all that. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to share as much as I can to show what kind of person I am. Help showing that I like to help people. So like if anybody needs help, they'll reach out to me. Like one of my friends, she wanted to get the cover of a magazine. And I was like, you know what? That's your goal. Doesn't cost me anything. Done. So all I have to do is daily vote and, you know, share it. Okay, I'll do it. And we ended up getting her to the quarterfinals. But every single uh, round she was in, she was always, she started at the bottom and within like two days, she was number one. And she made it into the top four in the quarterfinals, but they were only taking the top in top two, I think, or something. So it really sucked. But I'm like, damn, I feel great about helping her do that because, you know, I got my crew, my audience to help out. So, well, and I think that, I think that's a big thing. If I had to tell you, like as far as like all the groups I'm in, whether it's business groups, um, well, let's talk about business groups because there's two yeah. questions I see the most. The business groups, what I see the most often is like something to do with, what do you do when your friends and family don't support your business? I swear I, I see the people. question like I knew people. <laughs> four or five times a week. And I'm like, child, listen. And I mean, I know this is a hard one for people because I can remember when I first started out, um, I started out like freelancing. I wasn't worried about them supporting me doing that. Mm-hmm. But I remember I opened a boutique and I had this like big grand opening and I was like completely butthurt that, you know, I didn't have this like mega support from my friends and family. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, and, but again, you know, kind of looking from where I'm at now, it's back. It would have been Great and fun. Yeah, sure. Whatever. But was that their job? No, because your friends and family, you have a different like dynamics and a different relationship with them. And that's why it's so important to build your network 
and to build your professional um, friends and supporters mm -hmm. because, you know, putting these extra jobs on your friends and family, it's just, it just causes, number one, heartache within you because you're putting these expectations on them. And honestly, they don't understand. It's like yeah. they don't get it. And it's they're not their, their own life. They're, exactly. they, they, they're like, I'm your friend. I'll support you. Yeah. Or I'll tell a friend like, hey, yeah, she has a boutique. You should go yeah. there. But unless you have other business people in your network that understands the struggle, specifically entrepreneurs, I think understand the struggle the most because we have to do, you have to wear 18 hats in a day when you're running your business before it even starts generating money Absolutely. versus, you know, a business owner kind of like a physical, like I'm taking over a franchise. Well, it's already a proven business model. So you're not having to wear so many hats. You're, you, you know, you can hire people out, but when you're starting out, you don't know who you can hire or who can handle these things. And that's something you learn as you go along. Like, I know I hate editing podcasts. That's the number one thing I hate the most. And luckily I have a network, luckily of podcast editors through one of my guests. So like I can go to him and be like, look, can you handle my editing? And thank you so much. So Absolutely. I pay him and it's good, you know, and he helps me out. I help him out with sending him business. So it's like, it's a win-win. And then I just found someone to handle my, uh, making my social media posts for Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yes, I don't have yeah. to do that. That's more saving time where I now can focus on, you know, promoting my stuff, getting clients and stuff like that. So when you're, you're starting off in the entrepreneur, you have to build the business or, uh, connections there. And eventually you'll lock out and one person's going to hit you with that big dollar dollar bills. And you're like, yes, it paid off. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, and I think that's a That's a tough thing. I get I get a lot of people that ask those questions like at the very beginning of starting their business. Um, it's just them in the business at that point at that point. You know, when's the right time to hire? When's the right time? And I don't think there's like a magical, you know, moment. But I do think. You know, kind of looking back to when I first started, especially my consulting business, I made so many mistakes. Oh, my God. Most of what I consult on now is like, hey, I did this. You don't want to do this. And here is why, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's you're, you're, they're paying a consultant's job is to pay, be paid to make sure that you don't make the same mistakes. Yeah. I fucked up on. You exactly. Know? Like, it's I mean, it, it was painful. It was painful mistakes. Like, you know, I always tell people, obviously, like you mentioned, you're wearing all the hats at the beginning, but there's a couple of hats that you should go ahead and delegate right away. And that is, in my opinion, that is any legal contracts. You know, if you're not doing just like a simple two, you know, sentence agreement, not a contract, but an agreement, get an attorney to look it over and write you a basic mm -hmm. script and pay them to do that. It is so much better in the long run. Luckily, I never got hung up on that, but I could have yeah. because I was using like legal Zoom and all that crap that you pay those services. I thought it was fine. I'm not an attorney. I didn't know. I'm paying legal Zoom, you know, quote unquote, that is a group of attorneys. I'm thinking, yeah, this is legit. But I remember I actually I got a speeding ticket. I have a lead foot. That's a story for another day. But I got a speeding ticket that I was going to court for. Um, because of my lead foot and I was sitting there and they do like the civil cases, you know, and you're sitting there having to watch, you know, all the crap. That's the biggest punishment. The biggest punishment, <laughs> they should just make everybody go sit there, all those court cases. Nobody's going to speak anymore, you know, but anyway, there's this person up there and I heard that they had used legal zoom for this contract. And so they're there like arguing this out. And the person's like, well, I use legal zoom and the judge, you know, said, well, this is the problem with services like this. It could, one word can change the entire meaning of the entire contract. And that's why you really need to use an attorney. And I was like, oh, was like <laughs> a gut punch. So I, after that, I was like, no more. So I had an attorney, you know, write up some basic contracts. And, you know, he instructed me, said, if you're going to change it much more than, you know, this or this, then you need to get in touch with me, but you can fill in different names for this portion. Yeah. That's one thing I always say, yes, go ahead and do that. Another thing is a bookkeeper. Mm -hmm. I paid so much money to have my, what I thought was quote unquote books, <laughs> you know, my taxes run on my books. Um, I am not good with that kind of stuff. I have self-diagnosed ADHD and my best version is like kind of balancing a checkbook. I mean, that's just really what it is. And and I was doing what I thought was books because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, it was just like, oh, there's so much money coming in, this much money coming out. Here's my books. I handed it to my CPA because we always use a CPA. And I told him, I said, well, here's my books. And he was like, he looked down and looked at me and goes, this is a book. <laughs> <laughs> this is a balance. This is, yeah. this is just balance. I was, okay. like, I was like, oh, so what? what's books? Because I had no idea. So it, 
cost me so much money to have my CPA go backwards and try to recreate this crap that it would have cost me to go ahead and initially hire in a bookkeeper. So, you know, one of the things I always tell people is those are two things that I'm like, every business owner, I don't care if you have zero dollars, you got to barter it out, figure something out, because those are two areas that you are going to be money ahead figuring out. And then after that, it's like, like you mentioned earlier, the things that you are not good at or detest, go ahead and figure out a way to delegate those out. Because number one, you're going to be happier and you're going to free yourself up to do what your superpower is. Because we all have our superpowers. Yeah. We all have our reasons we started our business. And it's usually, unless you're, you are a bookkeeper, it's usually not the books. You know, it's usually not specific things. So delegate those out. Yeah. I, I So my personal thing is I, I love talking and promoting and like just connecting people. That's my superpower. Like I can talk for hours. I have the gift of gab i'm an irishman i kissed the blarney stone when i shouldn't have kissed the blarney stone you know all the <clears throat> quintessential silver tongue deviled all that stuff but uh, like entering data you know ugh, no 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 yeah. not fun. it's no fun like uh, for my podcast because i'm super lazy i literally have the guests answer the questions that i want to put in my show notes so i can literally have those and i already know those points to bring up in the episode so my, my podcast is pretty much already scripted for me and handled beautifully. So like that's taken care of. I'm going to try and automate that even more by creating a Google form that fills it out for me. So then I'm even like, I'm even like, it's done. I get them to send me the photo so I don't have to hunt for the photo. So like I'm finding like tips and tricks just to speed up my process. Cause like spending an, like three hours on an hour podcast just in post doing all that work ugh. Yep. it's it is, like it's you're putting yourself out you're, you're it's a it's a job like making a podcast is easy now recording it yeah editing it sure it can be easy but if you want a successful podcast it's a 40 hour uh, a week job absolutely which is exactly why i'm hiring a couple of vas right now because it's like that's the same thing like i have like i built out the google forms i built out to where it's going into an excel file i built out you know my email template to send out here's the problem it's like ends up being an afterthought it's like i need to get that done i need to, there's not enough hours in the day mm-hmm. even though i have these things built out all of them are not getting done yeah so you have to, at that point then you you hire someone like for I, me it's like okay i'm gonna make the template i have my template now i just need to find someone to f- fill out my template <laughs> so that i don't have to do it 21 times yeah. and waste my day you know like and like okay and now it's like, okay, what's the minimal amount of work that I can do to help this person do their job? Create the template. Cool. This yep. is exactly how I want it. I spent two hours doing it. This is how I want it. Just fill out these things, you know, make it look like the other ones and we're good. Like just, just copy and paste and you're, I'm paying you to copy paste pretty much so that I don't have to, I have no problem with that. That's cool. That's your job. I'm giving you money. Cause I had a, I had a, a coach actually on my podcast for season two, John, and he's like, he felt bad paying VAs like two two fifty an hour because he's like, holy, sh- like this is wrong, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm cheating the system. But in truth, over over where they're from, like in the Philippines or in Vietnam or anything like that, that two dollar fifty is like maybe like a hundred dollars an hour for them in our currency, you know, like we don't know what their economic status is because we're, we're only now entering their world, you know? So once you have the template and you hire someone just to handle that, life again becomes like easier for you. Like you start, like you said, you start becoming efficient. Your, your dollar per hour in essence goes up. You have to decide what your hour per your dollar per hour. For me, I'm at 65 bucks an hour. That's what my going rate is. Boom my day job doesn't understand that and they still pay me underpay me severely but what can i do that's why i'm hustling on the side that's how it goes i know you know right now i have several people that work with me to do different things and it's been a process but it just now has got to the point i do the same thing every time it's like you get to this point really do i need to hire again do i not need to hire again do i yeah it's like this because some weeks it's like okay it's going fine the next week, you know, I fall off a cliff and burst into flames. It's like, okay, I definitely <laughs> got to hire somebody. But I mean, that's a process to mm-hmm. try to find the right fit, you know, because they've got to be able to be okay with my crazy, quirky personality because that's who I am as a person. Yeah. If they're not, if they're super, uber, like professional all the time, they're probably going to quit on me because I'm not all the time. I just, I'm not. <laughs> that's why I like to hire creative people. <laughs> 
exactly. for certain things, you know, like when it comes to, you know, like my VAs, when I do hire, um, I like creative people. Like, are you a creative person? Yes. Okay. You can work with the creative mind space versus the, the business oriented. And I'm very lucky because I grew up in a business household, but I'm super creative. Yeah. I'm not creative with my hands, but like my imagination and all that is super creative. And that's how my brain works. So my dad taught me how to work in the business world and working in the financial industry. I understand how business people think, but I also understand how creatives think. So I'm in that lucky place that if I have to be businessy, even though it's no fun, I yeah. can. Yep. I'm like, okay, I'm dealing with you. Okay, can I go over here now? Okay, that, that oh my God, that feels so much better. You know, like, and it's just, <clears throat> and I can't wait till I have my own, like, I can build my own company and hire the people I like and run it the way I like and deal with only the people I want to deal with. Because yep. that, that, that's the ideal. Getting the clients that just work with you and that just like have the same vibe as you, it's so much better. It is. And well, and you have to get to a certain place. I mean, I'm the same way as you. So, I, I mean, I worked corporate for a while. So I definitely have the professional button that Maria can, you know, da, 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 da. But I am very, very creative minded. So my mind is always coming up with all the ideas. And anybody that, you know, first meets me just at a business meeting, they may, I've actually had people say, gosh, you're just so put together all the time. I'm like, no, I'm not because I'm not, you know, I have my certain things. Like I have I always jokingly say I have selective OCD because I do. There are certain things I am really OCD about. Those are my things. Those are the things that I can look at your business, be like, oh, this, 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 boom. But I also like, like you were mentioning, I'm also very much a creative. So I'm coming up with all the ideas. And I think the benefit of getting older with that is now I can kind of you know, wade through them and shuffle through and be like, well, this one's a good one. This one's a good one. This one's stupid. Because before I would just like try all the ideas. Like I'm just jumping all the time. Yeah. You know? And um, I still catch myself. Like I've, I've said it on some of my podcast episodes and they're true stories. Like I can remember, and this wasn't that long ago. Um, I can remember one time I'm sitting in a plane, getting ready to take off and I'm watching the flight attendant. She's up there doing her thing. Don't fall off. I'm like, that looks like so much fun. Look at that. Watch her. She's having a good time. You know, she's, oh, she's traveling everywhere. I'm literally on my phone. How to become a flight attendant. <laughs> and luckily yeah. I'm like, stop, stop. Because it's like, <laughs> do I want to be a flight attendant? No, but I am so much that in that moment, at that moment, yeah. like, that looks fun. I want to try that. That I literally like, at least I catch myself now, like years ago, I would have had like, I, this is a true story. Like I will share my, I'm going to have to do it. Cause I say this all the time. I'm going to have to share my actual true resume one day because it looks completely bipolar, <laughs> like so <laughs> completely bipolar. And I'm talking, I have certifications and you're going to laugh, but it's so true. I have, I don't remember the last count, like 70 some certifications like, and I'm not exaggerating anything from like, obviously a trainer, um, integrative nutritionist, herbalist. Um, I, I was for the county that I live in. I was the wild animal control officer for the county because I took that. It's called a wacko. That's actually what got my attention. I'm like, I want to be a wacko. <laughs> so <laughs> I, so <clears throat> I'm not going to lie. The minute you t- like wild, like you said the t- proper title. I'm like, that's, that's stupid. And then you said yeah. the name, yes. the wacko. I'm like, yeah. nah, that's, that's the best job <laughs> in the world. Like, just put on who are you? I'm a wacko. <laughs> I know. Well, and that was the big joke. There was a, there was a, a, you know, there was something behind it. I have a farm and at the time we had a lot of livestock and there's a big problem in the area with um, the like buzzards, like well, vultures, uh, mm. buzzards, buzzards. It was buzzards coming around, but they were pecking out the eyes of like the newborn calves. Oh, that's so nice of them. And it, yeah, it was, this was like years ago, but I decided, I'm like, I want to be able to protect them. I'm not big on like killing things. Actually, yeah. I've honestly never killed anything Definitely. ever. Um, and I, I, I haven't, dir- okay, so <laughs> I haven't theoretically directly killed things. I have played, because I had a mouse problem. So I have put m- mouse traps and stuff like that. So yeah. indirectly, I did kill them, but I didn't take the knife or the gun or anything yeah. like that and yeah. stab and kill them. So I, my conscience is somewhat clean because I yeah. didn't do there the dirty go. work. No, I get it. I was, I was prepared to protect because we had baby goats and we had baby calves at the time. So I got this, number one, because it was called a wacko. But number two, because I'm like, I'm going to protect them because I don't want them, you know, being killed because they, they will. Mm-hmm. They'll 
They'll peck out the eyes. They'll actually die from bleeding. And um, they would peck out the mother's, like the mother cow's like udders and she would bleed out. Like it's all kinds of awful stuff. So I'm thinking, lovely, all right, this is a lovely problem. creatures. They are. So they're protected though, unless you're certified to be able to take care of the problem, they're protected. So I'm thinking, you know, it, it was literally like a protector thing thinking, well, these are coming around and they're going to hurt my animals. And I mean, you know, I, not gonna like oh i see you hold on let me go get certified and <laughs> be able to go do that so it was like i'm gonna have the certification just in case i ever have to do anything you know i can't but here was the fun thing that i didn't know came with it because i am a like skim reader on everything i'm just a great <laughs> i'm a great test taker <laughs> yeah but i think I everybody in our generation is a great <laughs> test taker i think that's how, what happened with the boomer generation they oh made us God. efficient test takers yeah. and we know how to pick out the important shit that was but we don't was. read the fine lines so here i am all fancy with my wacko certification i'm like that's okay now i can protect all my sin i'm all like feeling all tough like yeah i got this i can do this you know you know woman power and then i started finding out that they put you on their website and you're literally getting calls for other people's problems though so i'm getting calls for like there's bats in my attic or there's snakes in my attic or we have a beaver problem and i'm like dang it but see being the entrepreneur that i am i found a loophole (laughs) (laughs) well done of course you had a problem you found the solution i did so my loophole was legally as long i could have an employee as long as i stay within 100 foot of them so my husband was my forced employee. So I didn't continue this on. Once I found out all this, I'm like, I am done. I mean, yes, cool title, wacko. Yes, I want to protect things, but I'm out. We ended up getting rid of the livestock anyway. But yeah, he was my forced employee. So I had to stay within 100 foot of him. And he, I, I can't tell you how many times he's like, why do you get me into this shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, why did I marry you? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he's questioned that on, on a regular basis. I think <laughs> every husband or every wife has asked that yeah. question at least once in their marriage. Absolutely you so, I, know, I know my girlfriends have asked that question why am i dating you yeah, why am i with you yeah like it's what what is wrong with you <laughs> yeah um, there's a lot it's better to ask what's right with me because it's a shorter list absolutely so i mean i think that that goes to show just the um extent that a lot of entrepreneurs like are how we're visionaries and some of them end up being really stupid like i look back at that and it's a funny story but i look back i'm like that was probably one of the dumbest things i've ever done i should have read between the lines on that one and i'll remember next time really stupid official titles with the government yeah read the fine print exactly as it's like yeah cool wacko like i mean i made jokes about it i'm like i'm a wacko i'm a wacko because it just sounds fun it sounds fun it's not fun though it's just not fun You have to take care of bats out of the someone's attic. I know, I know. I did have a lot of fun with the lady that um, wanted to hire me in to do the beaver job. Like we had to catch the beavers, and I obviously made my husband do it. So always the the, the, you know the ongoing joke was he had to go take care of that lady's beaver. (laughs) (laughs) I still say that all the time. He's like, "There's something wrong with you." Like actually diagnosable. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, We're twisted individuals. Like I think everybody who's grown up in the 90s like anybody who lived through the 90s is a twisted individual because the 90s was a twisted time it really was it was like there was no rules anymore the rules were out the window and it's like have fun (laughs) good luck yeah (laughs) yeah good luck hbo's coming on there's boobs and gore everywhere what's going on and then 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 someone came into power they're like wait the 90s can never happen again (laughs) it kind of is though it's kind of is like the wardrobe my, yeah, I have a 20 year old. I have a 20 year old <laughs> child that walked out one day, and I swear it was like deja vu. Like the exact same outfits that we wore back in the day, and they're in style again. And they didn't look good the first time. Like that's the pictures oh. I look back. I'm like, what were we thinking? Why would we wear that? But yes, yeah, they're wearing it. Don't come back. They have. They already have. I don't see, know I'm about fucking doors so much, so I don't see this. And I try to stay off the Facebook and Instagram and the, all the crazy stuff because I can't. I don't want to burn myself out yeah. again. You know, mullets so. are back. Mullets are back. God no, they are. Mullets are back in style. I don't know. Like I had an accidental mullet whenever I was a kid because my mom did my haircuts, and she called it like the feathered look. But really, it was like a feathery mullet. I mean, it was sad, and it gave me like PTSD. Like I still have PTSD. You see, you start shaking. You're like, no, I do. No, no, stop. It's really bad. So you know, it's like you know, when you grow up poor, you know, you don't have the best of things anyway. And then when your mom does your own haircuts, and you look like that, just wasn't. You know what it is. (laughs) You, You know what it is. This is what's happened. 
people who were poor or like lower middle class made the American dream. So they became, they got into fashion or they got into things and they're like, you know what? I had to fucking suffer through this. I'm making a whole generation do it. You know, like the rich need to suffer now. That makes a lot of sense. That would, That's the yeah. only way the mullet could come back. Because anybody who had a mullet or anybody who's seen a mullet. So in, in where I'm from, I'm in Quebec. It's the French province. So we don't call it a mullet. We call it a coupe longueur. Which means it's this, yeah, it's a long, yeah, don't worry. I can't either. And I speak French. Um, it's just a cut, uh, a part of a town. Like, so it's like kind of like a redneck kind of French part of town. It's, yeah. So isn't that like, I feel like that is like redneck French. Is that like, yeah, it's red. Yeah. So Quebec French hasn't evolved since, uh, you know, Britain took over and won the Hundred Year War. It's just deteriorated <laughs> while France has escalated their French into a, a more like, lover french you know it's yeah. so romantic if quebec french isn't so romantic unless you're from quebec really or you're yeah, in yeah. canada because they're like oh that's only the french we know they don't know about french but when we go to france they're kind of like please don't stop speaking you hurt my ears <laughs> i'll speak horrible english to you with my accent just to stop you from bleeding my ears and so that's how i feel when i hear English Canada speak French and I'm like oh my ears but I know it's the exact same thing for anybody in France so like yeah we're kind of the redneck French if you will but yeah for some reason back in the 80s the the section of the town called Longueuil they just had mullets and everybody else didn't so it just got called the Longueuil cut so it's our version of the mullet um party right. in the back you know business in the yeah. front yeah. Which I yeah I I don't know that it wasn't a good thing. Bowl cuts were also not a good thing. I like I don't know if you all had those or not. Yeah, we, like, I think we called it the. Uh, uh, we didn't call it a bowl cut. We had like turtle or a mushroom cut. It was a mushroom, mushroom. cut. We called that it makes a mushroom. sense. That makes sense. I can see. Yeah, it's cut. still bad. And then or the mushroom cut where like some kids used to grow the top part long and shave the bottom yeah. so they could put it into a ponytails. Yeah. That wasn't too bad, but because it was a whole bunch of white barbers doing it and they don't know how to fade, <laughs> you know, like the first, yeah. so the first time I went to like a non-white barber, I was like amazed. Cause I was like, what you can do a fit that I was like, damn, I look good. Like I normally <laughs> look good, but I look damn good now. You know, yeah. like you find a barber that actually knows how to cut hair, like not a stylist and all that. They can make pretty stuff, but like you get a proper faded, like I, I I'm never going back to a white barber again. Yeah. Cause they don't know how to cut my, make my hair look cool. You know, like there's really definitely cool. an art. There's an art yeah. to it. I, I can remember um, my sixth child who's eight years old now. He had the, the most, tight curls like his hair was so tight curly and like blonde and when i'm talking about blonde i'm talking about like polar bear blonde um and i can remember i'm a friend of mine erica she i, I used to this is not nice and i'm probably gonna get like hate. Hate, but i'm saying it anyway because it's a true story um we're like that he's a child that looks nothing like me so he is like I mean, I'm white, but he is white. He's like albino <laughs> white, like with blue eyes and like white hair. So I. So you're saying he's from Germany, is what you're I saying? You know, I called him Powder with love. So <laughs> okay. I him Powder. Oh, oh, I love Powder. Powder's an amazing movie. Okay, but I called him Powder with love because I obviously I'm his mom and I loved yeah. him. He like glowed in the sun, and when I say glowed, I have pictures. He like like glowed. He was that white, like oh, like glowed. So anyway, I it's a second him. coming. He's the second coming of Jesus over here. Yeah, it was so. I I remember talking to Erica, and she's African American. She's hilarious, and I love her. And I remember telling her about powder. She's like, you can't call that child powder. I'm like, I love him. I'm calling him powder, but I don't know what to do with his hair. His hair kept getting like this, like matted part because it was so curly. And I'm obviously not African American, so I didn't know how to to do a lot of things yeah. with hair and um i didn't realize that like she said well curly hair is curly hair she said yeah the texture could be different she said but she she took me to the product section at the store and she's like you need this 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 and this and i'm telling you what his hair it was like magic but african-american you know moms know these things because you know their children's hair a lot of times do have you know tighter curls yeah. I didn't know it, but it was like magic. I had been fighting his hair for like ever. And then just with just a few products that she told me to get, 
It was like complete magic. So, I mean, yeah, it's not exactly the same thing as what you were saying with a barber, but I think it's in the same world that, you know, obviously they're used to doing certain things in different, um, you know, within different communities that, you know, if you're not in that community, you kind of are half-assing it. Because, I mean, we I was have, just half-assing have it. knowledge that we don't have. Like, every community yeah. has knowledge that we don't have. Like, uh, my ex, uh, she she was from, uh, her family was from St. Vincent and the Grenadines. So, like, I I had no idea that uh, black black ladies wore caps to bed sometimes. Or, like, silk sheets, uh, silk bandanas and all this. Because, mm-hmm. like, white boy here, like. Oh, you know, or shower caps and like this. And like, I've helped her put in her hair because she, she used to do braids and that. So she would get fake hair. So I've helped her. So I've learned a lot about all this stuff. Like, and they say perm. And I'm like, no, that perm is curly. She's like, no, it, for us, it's a straightener because mm-hmm. it helps straighten the hair. And I'm like, oh, but also by her dating me, I helped her understand stuff like, you know, not like taxes and all that, but she didn't have an accountant. And because I have an accountant, because I'm horrible with bookkeeping. You said you grew, yeah, you grew up in the financial world. Yeah, I grew up yeah. in the financial world. So I'm like, I can pay this person to handle my books and they can handle and make me money or like make sure I don't pay the government money because no one likes paying the government money. Mm-hmm. So like she now has an accountant and so does her brother. So like through through me, like, so I learned, she gave me knowledge about stuff I had no idea about. And I gave her knowledge like, okay, this is how you set up. I helped her with her RSPs, you know, white people things. You know, like the quintessential, this is a white person's job. You know, like we we take care of our retirement. We have a 401k. Our credit score is three, like 700, you know, like that's the, like the thing. And so like I was helping her and I've like, it was great. Cause like we're sharing that knowledge. I love that sharing of knowledge. Cause like, I'm always interested in learning stuff, whether or not it will stay with me forever is another question, but I at least learned to like jumping into things. Knowledge is a safe jumping <laughs> for me. Yeah. But like, like you, you have to jump into the crazy deep end of the pool. I'm like, nah, I, I, like <laughs> I, I like the shallow end. I'll walk to the deep end, but I'm going to take my time getting there. So it's just like, cause I, I've, I've seen what it's like when you don't get that paycheck that month and that's so like that crazy lifestyle. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to rain back. So. Well, and I I think it's hesitant jumping what I do now, but yeah, for a long time, it was definitely was not. And, you know, going back to what you were talking about, about learning for different communities, I think, you know, you can learn so much from different towns, different households, different races, different, all the religions. I am kind of an information junkie. I really am. And I don't know all the things. I like to know lots of things. And I really love seeing other people's, you know, how they were raised, what they were taught, because, you know, you mentioned just a little bit ago that like credit scores, like I didn't grow up knowing anything about credit scores. I grew up in a pretty redneck white household, but it was like we I knew no, I didn't even know what a credit score was. until I was in my mid 20s, like like legitimately. Um, and so, I mean, I, I definitely think it goes by, you know, household and where you were raised. And I'd say my parents didn't teach me about credit scores because we didn't have any. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it, it simply could be that like. Also, like, you have to look at the education, where they came from. Like, mm-hmm. my dad's always been in the finance world, so. Absolutely. Like, he was insurance, and he's, like, planning for super mega rich people's, like, th- their capital wealth is, like, like close to the hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, this is the people he was dealing with, and I'm like, he's like, look, this is what you do. You already yeah. have insurance, so you're good. I bought it with the day you were born. You just do the same thing when you have a kid, and every once in a while, you put money. Here's yeah. our RSPs, which is our 401k in Canada. He's like, you put money there all the time. Every month you put some money and this and this. And this. so like for that, I'm, I'm set up because he taught me about it. And I, I'm like, this is you knowledge you need. Absolutely. And luckily, I just connected with uh, two amazing people, uh, my friend Tony and my friend Lloyd. Lloyd is going to I'm producing his podcast and it's dropping the first and he's a self-made millionaire. I spoke with Floyd. You introduced me to him. Yeah, he's he's amazing. So he has a podcast coming out. Quick 10-minute podcast. Hopefully, we're going to get some guests on in the financial world. And then Tony, I can't pronounce his last name because I don't want to destroy it. But him and his brother do a stock uh, stock market for beginners podcast. Oh, that's pretty and cool. So like, now I'm learning about the stock market. Before, I thought it was like this crazy, like I'm never going to be able to invest. But he, he gives it and he shows you like tips on how to start and grow your portfolio with like $5 a day or $5. Like he's like $5 a day. That's like, uh, I don't know how many, like 35 a week to so much a month and then a year. And 
at the end of 25 years, you'll have like a six figure thing from interest pretty much or something. I don't know. I would be interested in talking to him. I mean, that I find that stuff intriguing. Again, I didn't grow up like that. Like yeah. I wish I knew what I know now, <laughs> Yeah. you know, um, but you know, it's, it's funny because you know, when you don't have any money, you don't really think about money. Yeah. It's, you find I other mean, ways of being rich. You, you, know? like, you I'm do. I'm rich in happiness. Exactly. Rich in imagination, you know? Oh, yeah. I was rich in all kinds of things, but it was like, I was very resourceful. And, and I say this a lot. Like, I, I'm actually thankful that I didn't grow up with money because I think a lot of my resourcefulness, uh, you know, comes from the fact that we had to figure things out a lot, you know? I've bootstrapped all of my businesses and, you know, I didn't, you know, take out a loan for them. I didn't have any working capital. I started with actually zero dollars. And honestly, the workshops that I've taught, my most popular one is how to start a business with no working capital, because a lot of people out there, you know, resonate with that. Because for me, I know growing up, I never even considered the fact that I could be a business owner because mm -hmm. I didn't have any money. Yeah, because before business owner, you needed at least a hundred k yep. to to uh, to rent the space, and then you needed like money to get the the equipment, the marketing, all this. But thankfully, like the internet has like made it now cost zero dollars. Exactly, and, there, and there's so many ways to do things. And I mean, I still wouldn't consider myself great with money. I have money, so I have the ability to be able to do different things with money now. <laughs> but like, I know. I still like, if I don't, if it's, if my bookkeeper is not keeping up with it, I will jack it up. I will 1000% jack up whatever I have not handed over my bookkeeper. And you think I get smarter on that, but there's something that's like, I don't need to give this my bookkeeper. It's fine. I can do this. But then I'm like, can't do this. <laughs> can't. You're learning. You're, you're certainly going to learn. Like I can do this. Wait, no, let's ask my bookkeeper if I can yeah. do this. Cause I <laughs> just, learned that. That's that just the tip, you know, like, yes. wait, I think I can do this. Hold up. Call the bookkeeper. Can I do this? Or is it smarter that you do this? Yeah. Smarter you do it? Okay. Exactly. I just need like some type of like shock. Like every time I start to do it, myself, just ask me, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> just a little zap. Right. I just, I'm not, I, I'm just not good with it. And I don't pay close enough attention. Again, selective OCD. And that has never been selected. My mind is, mm. it just, it's an afterthought. It's just Have not you thought? Mind. Have you thought of uh, maybe hiring a business partner, maybe your husband, so well, that he doesn't have to, you know, maybe not go and take care of the dangerous oh, animals that you decide to become a wacko. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, 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 he's actually a lineman. So he does power lines and he stays pretty busy with his job. He just got back from storm, but wow. he likes his job. Um, he was actually pre-law for a while and then decided he hated it. And then went into, he, he's just a guy that he was raised on a farm. He likes to work with his hands. Okay, so, so yeah. So yeah, maybe find someone to handle the bit. <laughs> no, he, he, we would kill each other. Like I, I like admire some of these couples that can work together. There's been a few times, um, where I'm like, okay, you know, you want to be involved? We can spend more time together. That'll be fun. And then I remember I actually created him an email address with my company, with my consulting company, because I was going to have him where he has alignment. He deals with energy companies. Well, one of our specialties that we deal with is actually energy companies because my grandpa was alignment. My dad was alignment. My husband is alignment. My dad, my dad was alignment. Um, before they started making good money. I mean, he got to the point where he was making good money, but when I was younger, we did not. But um, anyway, he, you know, I've grown up in the world of energy, so I can speak the language, right? Like yeah. I've never been a lineman, but I know more than I ever cared to know <laughs> world. Unfortunately, you have that knowledge base exactly. that will never leave you because leave. it's in your family blood. Exactly. So it ends up being like a company that I can go in and I can see through a lot of the stuff that a lot of marketing people wouldn't because I, I know the industry so well. Yeah. Well, anyway, I got this like brainchild that I was going to bring him in to kind of, you know, kind of be a liaison with that. But he done nothing. And it just pissed me off all the time because I'm looking at it like like I'm separating in my mind, like, you know, Chad, my husband and then Chad, the business partner. Right. He wasn't. He, it was just like the same thing where he like use his email. God, no. Well, I didn't need to. I mean, I just wanted him to do the things. I could do it. I just wanted him to do it. Like he wanted, it seemed like he wanted to be involved. Really, it just pissed me off. So I remember logging into admin one day and he had not logged in his email account that I've been sending him emails to for two months because it tells me. And I was like, you have not logged into your email for two months. Oh, I always forget it's there. I'm like, that's it. You're fired. You're completely fired. I'm done. I'm not dealing with this anymore. Deleted. You're fired. I did. I deleted his email address. I'm like, done. And now we just have, you know, there has to be boundaries. Some people yeah. do well together with that stuff. But, you know, we have it's, some things we have similar, but we have a lot of things we're different on. And it's just better for everyone involved. Trust me. 
that I fully agree with you. You, 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 you're, it's a partnership. A relationship is a partnership, business partnership or anything like that. You guys work to your strength. If his strength is, you know, working with his hands and building stuff for you, then you ha- let him do that and you handle your stuff that you're great on marketing yeah. or talking with business. So, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's I think that's a, that can be said for any entrepreneur. Yeah. Figure out your superpower, really push into that because that's your needle mover. Mm-hmm. And then all the other things, try to figure out how to delegate that or barter that out. You know, and I think that is honestly what I have found to be something that has actually pushed my business ahead more than anything. Make that connection. Connect with the people because you never know who's going to help you going forward. Absolutely. So I, I know we kind of brushed over your podcast, but I do want to talk about your podcast a little bit. We've talked about all the things. All the things. I actually had notes here of stuff we were going to talk about. We've talked about none of them. Like that's these, that's what I love. That's what I love about podcasts. <laughs> I thought, like I, I I'm not like I don't do scripts because I can talk all day, obviously, yeah. but I don't do well with scripts. But I always make bullet points, and I'm looking down through here, and yeah, none none of them have we. Which had. one? Because I have to I have to jump soon. Uh, which one do you really want to touch on? And I, I'll have no problem doing I it. Do you want to touch on your podcast and at least tell uh, people where to follow up, and maybe we'll do another conversation another for day. For sure, I I, yeah. I love doing these conversations. So I'm the host of uh, the uh, Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast, where I, I interview people who've entered into the digital world pre-COVID and made successful livings out of it. Uh, we're launching season two uh, in in the middle of March, I believe. Okay. Uh, I have the date somewhere. But if you go to www.investinyourselfpod.com, you can find all the... It, redirects you to my uh my hosting site that has all the podcasts i'm hiring someone to do a website because i'm lazy Uh, not that i'm lazy but i'm not really efficient at doing websites (laughs) i can make a simple website but the what i need to be done i don't have the knowledge for but so i'll might as well just pay someone to do it for me and yeah and that's where it is um we're slowly you can find us on all all social media at invest in yourself pod and uh, yeah, we we had some great guys. Uh, I had Donnie Bovin, a master of networking on. Uh, I had Ralph Sutton, who built his local DJ from a, being a local DJ to a podcast network co-founder that gets over 5 million downloads a year. And uh, I just had uh, Dwayne Mack on, the LinkedIn specialist who helped me uh, land a mega guest for uh, season two, the close of season two. Plus, his tips helped me land uh, possibly an even bigger guest for season three. So, like, everything's just looking up and up. It's a great podcast. A lot of people are getting value out of it. And, uh, yeah, I would love for you guys to check it out. Let me know what you think. And I would love to have Maria on. Oh, that'd be great. I would love that. That would be awesome. And, yeah, I'll send you a message. I would like to dig in deeper with your own entrepreneurial journey and sure. all that. Um, I think that would be amazing. And I typed in hopefully that's the right url i typed it into the chat if not you can get in there and edit it but i think that's right um but yeah it's been great having you on and great chatting with you and we will do a follow-up and um make sure that you go and check out invest in yourself pod because i'm excited i've listened to a couple of your episodes super good um i'm gonna check out some more it's one of those things like i have like a ridiculous list of podcasts yep it's like, so it's like, I, there's not enough hours in the day to listen to all of them all the time, but I try to make sure and jump around and mm. because there's so many great podcasts out there. There really are. It is. And it's, it's a shame because some of the podcasters, they're not getting the proper uh, advice on how to grow their podcast. Cause you have these people who only think one way works for everybody. It, it doesn't. Yep. And so you have to figure out what's the best way for you. So absolutely. And I know I get a lot of kind of like, well, how, well, what are your numbers? I can't tell you what my numbers are because, and I know this sounds like counterproductive to all podcasters in the whole wide world, but I started my podcast like a business mm-hmm. and I realized numbers are part of that, but that's not what my goal is. Uh, my goal actually last year when I started, it was just learn podcasting because I knew no things like actually none. Like if there was an option to be less than none, that's where I would have been. <laughs> And, you know, this year it's more to try to improve, you know, the content and improve kind of my focus. And I've, that's the reason I've separated into some separate live shows because it's become so much of a variety. I need to niche back down. Right. 
Um, so, but anyway, that's my goal. For, so next year I may start focusing on numbers, but it's not right now. And I don't think it's bad if people do, but that's just not what my goal is. And you have to figure out, like you said, you have to figure out what your goals are yeah. and why those are your goals and just kind of chase those. Yeah. That, so like my first podcast, the Phil better show was my learning curve. Cause I didn't know anything. And I did over a hundred episodes, made, got 6,000 downloads. I was too concentrated on the numbers. And this time uh, I'm, I take a look at the numbers just to make sure I have daily downloads. I'm not concerned like, Oh, yeah. I got this many downloads like that. I'm like, oh, I got a download. Good. I'm doing yeah. something right. That's all exactly. I care about, but it's just improving the content, learning, okay, what strategies work best. And I'm finding out what strategies are working. And so I'm, I'm liking that. And I'm just timing, trying to 10 exit to see what it can do for me. And so that's pretty much it. And I, I love to help people out. So send me a message and I'll help you out. That's all. Feel better. I, every time I say your name, I think of the Motley Crue song and I know it's Dr. Feel Good, whatever, but it's every single time. Like I'm like, Dr. Feel Good. Yeah. So I think that should be your theme song. I don't. I, I mean, I, if I can get the get the rights to it, I will definitely get so, it. Molly Crew, let's yeah. get a hold of Molly Crew out there because I think it should happen. Maybe you could dub in better. Dub yeah, better. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Phil, better. My bad singing. I'll, yeah. I'll somehow get in touch with Tommy Lee and get yeah, it. I, mean, I think it should happen. I mean, you know, it's, it's a great song. I mean, I'm showing my age there, but it's a great song. And every time I hear your name, it's like, I think of that. I mean, I, I just do. That's, I so. love that. That's a great association yeah. with, for me. Like, that's just, You're that's welcome. like amazing. Cause I love Monty Kuh. They have amazing, great songs. And yeah, uh, yeah. so, yeah, um, this has been fun. I have yeah, to great been great so yeah we'll um hop off of here and like i said i'll, I'll shoot you a message later and we will touch base so everybody make sure you go follow phil's um podcast invest in yourself so, later on Bye. i know you want it better putting on the pressure